John chapter 11. And if you have that, you can stand for the reading of God's Word. We're just going to go right in tonight. And I will tell you that I have a burden for tonight. Brother Dan, I believe I'm more on assignment than I've ever been. And when we get into these portions of Scripture here, John 11, we're going to begin in verse 45. I'm going to teach to you tonight some things that the Lord has been teaching me. And I pray that you'll hear what the Lord has to say. John 11, verse 45. This is right after Lazarus has been resurrected from the dead after being dead for four days. This is what happens. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on Him. But some of them went their way, their ways to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we what do we? For this man doeth many miracles. Doesn't sound like a problem to me. But they said, what, what should we do? This man is, is, is doing many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans, turn to your neighbor, say the Romans, shall come and take away both our place, say our place, and nation. And one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, you know nothing at all. You know nothing at all. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and the whole nation perish not. And this he spake, he not of himself, but being high priest that year, I want you to catch this, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in, in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. The Jewish people were scattered all over the Roman Empire. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you. And Lord, we thank You for Your Word and that it is alive. And Lord, we ask that Your Word would go forth tonight. And Lord, that it would stand out to us, that it would light a fire within us, that it would challenge but change us. And we love You and we praise You for Your Word. In Jesus' name, and the church says, 
Amen. This is a portion of Scripture that, if you're like me, you've read right over, never really thought about. I've shared with some in, in personal time and personal conversation a little bit of what the Lord has told me about this verse, but the Lord, I, I never intended to preach it. But the Lord began to speak to me and a few nights ago, my, my wife can vouch for this. We were just laying in bed. We just got the girls to sleep. And the Lord began to speak to me. And all she knew is that I was speaking in a heavenly language. But the Lord began to speak to me something very distinct about the time that we're living in. And it, it may seem slow to you tonight. I'm going to teach. I really want you to get this. Because I believe it is so important. And what the Lord spoke to me, I, I jotted down and, and, and I have ready and I believe that we'll share it later on in this teaching. But I want you to realize that Jesus in this passage of Scripture had upset the religious folk and they come and they gather together in Jerusalem, their leaders, they gather together and they say, listen, we cannot let Him to continue now listen, I want you to hear this. We can't let Him continue to deliver, set free, and heal. We cannot let Him do this. And they tell you why they can't let Him do this. Because if He does this, what will the Romans think? What will the Romans think of this Jesus of this movement that was going on. I want you to catch this. We, we, we see Jesus as, as, as the man and, 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 and the God that He is. But in that day, they saw Him as not only just a man, but they saw Him as a movement, as an uprising against what they had built. They were worried about what the Romans thought, but they said, we'll not only lose our nation, but we will lose our place. What is that place? We will lose our position. We will lose everything that we've built, Brother Chris. We will, we will lose the life that we built for ourselves. We're well off. People trust us. People care about us. People look to us for leadership and guidance. And, and, and we, have, we, 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 we just came out of a time where we had the sway and we had the say over the people. We, this, this movement that Jesus is ushering in, if it continues, not only will it get the attention of our adversary for them to come down upon us or even their peers. They, they worked so well with the Romans as we see in putting Jesus to death but but they were so worried about what others thought about them and they were worried about losing what they had built in their life I find it fascinating that they were so concerned that Jesus was doing the miraculous why would you want to shut down the miraculous because the miraculous is unpredictable. The miraculous is spontaneous. The miraculous is unexplainable. The miraculous has the tendency to lead to revival. And revival leads to my time and 
It leads to me giving of myself. And it leads to cultural and, and, and self-revolution where you begin to change the way you live. But they had built up an empire. If, if you could realize that, that these religious leaders were some of the wealthiest men of their day among their people. They wouldn't even touch you if they thought you were a sinner. They wouldn't even go to certain parts of town because they thought it was unworthy for them to go there. They were men of, of strict order and, and, and conservative values that, that, that taught them that they were, they, they were more important than everyone else. And even more important than what God was doing through His Son Jesus at that time. I want to preach to you tonight on this, this topic, and it's not going to sound very good, but I, I really want you to stay with me. I, I will try to encourage you here at the end of this. But the revival killer... And, and I'm going to lay this out, and, I, I'm, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to lay it out this way in a moment. But what we do as people on this earth is we build lives. We, we build our life. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to get married, have a family, I'm going to have a home, I'm going to have... And I'm not, I'm not preaching against those things. I, I, I don't want you to get me wrong here. But these men were so concerned that they were going to lose. And you say lose like and taken away from... No, no, I, I want to relate this to us tonight. Like we will lose control of our own lives and get caught up in the move of God. We, I will tell you the biggest battle, why there's such a battle between you and your flesh is because the Spirit of God wants control of your life and your flesh wants to hold on to it. The Bible literally says they make war against one another, your flesh and the Spirit of God. So these men, these, these men are symbolic of the church, these religious leaders, and they were willing, the Bible says they were willing to put him to death because he threatened what they built, what they were doing, who they were. And I want you to know this tonight that the Bible tells us in Psalms 127, that except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. I, I, I want you to understand this. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 16 of, or 19 of a similar story. There's a man who's a silversmith by the name of Demetrius. And he gets so ticked off at the Christians that he goes to the leaders and he says, put them to death. I want you to do something about these Christians. And you want to know why? It's because he was a silversmith and he made idols. And he was no longer making money because of the move of God. 
What does that have to do with anything? I, I want you to understand what I'm telling you tonight is that I believe that God wants to do something in the day and time that we're living in. And I believe that there has been stirring in the heavenlies for some time now. And, and I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get a hold of my, uh, to get ahead of myself, but, but I want you to know that God is wanting to do something in this hour and He's wanting to do it here at PTC. He's wanting to do it in, 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 in churches across the, this nation. But I, I want you to get this uh, that it will affect your life. If you want a move of God, it's going to affect your life. Don't tell me you want revival and then tell me with your actions that you don't want to change. And Demetrius was so mad because he was saying, now you're affecting God. The move of God is affecting my wallet. He said, does God want us to be poor? I'm not saying God wants you to be poor. I'm not saying it's wrong to work. But I want you to get this. What happens when the, what God is wanting to do in this time and hour that we're living in comes in and begins to mess up the status quo in your life? What happens if He tells you to pray for somebody at Walmart? We were joking about it earlier, talking about it. But what happens if he does that? That's inconvenient. That's weird. But there you go. You're just like the church leaders thinking about what will the Romans think? What will they think? What will they think if they hear about the miraculous? What, what will people betray me as if they hear that I go to a, a church that's experiencing the move of God and people are laid out on the floors and cancers are falling off and, and God is doing the miraculous? What will they think? And they were willing to kill the move of God, to kill revival which Jesus was bringing, renewal and restoration, all because... It was going to inconvenience their life. I want you to hear me this. Hear, hear this tonight. So, so often, so often this happens. We, we, we say, God, we want, we want your presence. We want your power, but we want it on our terms. We want it on Sunday morning. We want it on Wednesday night. We want it when we have special services. We want it when we're down and out. And listen, I believe God can move in all those, in all those situations and all those places. I believe that's great. But, but we, we say, God, I want you when I need you. But that's not the way that this works. We have to come to God on His terms. Jesus, Jesus, oh well, Jesus went to the cross. I want you to know that the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 22 and verse 42 when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane that, that He had to pray, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. That was God's terms. It was God's terms. The cross was God's terms to redeem you from your sin. And Jesus said, God, if there's another way, remove this cup from me. But then in the same breath would say, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. If you want to move of God, you have to come to God on His terms. 
We, 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 we feel like because this is our culture and, and we live in, in, in a great nation, I thank God for, for many, many things that are in our culture and in a free society and a capitalist society that we think that everything has to be a deal and it has to be a bargain and, and we've, got to get, we, we've got to get the best out of every deal. I want you to know that if you serve Jesus, your flesh does not get the best of every deal, uh, but, your, but your life becomes the more abundant that he talked about in John chapter 10. We talk about terms. God, if, if you will do this, I'll do that. You know what his terms are for revival? 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and I want you to know, he says, then I will heal their land. What's God's terms? God's terms is 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and 18 or in verse 17 where he says, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What's God's terms? 1 Peter 1 and 15. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. What's God's terms? Jesus said it best. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. I want you to understand. I want you to hear my heart tonight. I'm not here to beat up on anybody. I'm just letting you know that the Holy Spirit has convicted me for the last month with this. And and the Lord has just really been doing a work in my life. And I've just had to re-examine everything. Because I I want you to, to, to understand that what we're dealing with is eternal. This is not where we end our life this is where we pass through and we go on to an eternal place what we're dealing with is eternal we, 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 we try to negotiate with God we, we try to rationalize our excuses of why we, we miss church or why we, we, we don't pray or why we read listen I'm not saying that God is calling us to be perfect and, and, and God expects us to never make a mistake I, I, I know that there's grace and there's mercy for that I, I want you to hear me I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to preach down to you tonight that's, that's not what I'm trying to do what I'm trying to say is that if you want more of God More of your flesh, more of you has to get out of the way. And we try to make excuses for everything. I've done it. Well, I'm just too busy. I'm just too tired. I just got too much going on. But then we'll we'll, we'll turn around in the next breath and we'll say, Oh, Jesus is number one. He's number one in my life. Hashtag. Jesus, number one. I've done it. Church, I've done it. And I don't want to be one of those people that get, 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 get to the end of days and I stand before the Lord and I say, I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils in your name. Oh, Jesus, I told the world about you. And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. 
Because you didn't have time for the move of God. You were too busy. Jade Abrams, you were too caught up in ministry that you couldn't even minister to me. You were too caught up in your programs. You're too caught up in your life. Listen. I don't want him to look at me and show me all the missed opportunities. I wanted to move here. I wanted to move here. I was doing something there in your life. I was doing something at this stage in your life. Oh, if you had opened up to me here, uh, the church would have saw revival. Your family would have saw change. Uh, if, you, if you would have just took the time to do this, if you would have just took the time. I don't want him to lay out before me all the opportunities I missed because I made an excuse. you to know I love you tonight. I'm not, I'm not angry with you. I'm, I'm convicted. These church leaders that we read about in our text, they were willing to move to, to destroy the move of God through His Son Jesus Christ. They were willing to murder Him and get rid of Him. Why? Because they could not let go of this world. They could not let go of their time. They could not let go of the opinions of others. And we live in a social media age where all these young people and their parents alike, all you see is everybody's opinion every hour of every day. I asked one of the, the, the young girls in Sunday school, I said, listen, if I, if I would come over there and I would mess up your hair, and I've, I've even done an illustration in a message here where I messed up Carly's hair, and I said, would you want me to take a picture and post that and tag you in it? She said, no. Why? Because we, we're, we're concerned about how we look. I'm not saying it's not wrong to be cleaned up. I'm not saying it's wrong to, to, to look nice. That's not what I'm getting at. But when it come, becomes so concerning and so encompassing, to us that we, we, we can't even operate uh, in, in obedience to God because we're so concerned. Oh, how will it look? Well, how will it look uh, if God told you to pray for that person and deliverance came? How would it look if God told you uh, to go lay hands on that person uh, at Walmart? We'll, we'll bring it up again uh, and God would heal their body. These men could not let go of this world. Caiaphas could not let go of his reputation because if Jesus did not die, he would be a liar and he would lose all of his recognition. So he was willing to do whatever it took to kill the move of God so he could keep his title. I want to ask us tonight, what are we willing to put on the altar of sacrifice to keep what we got in this world? I want you to know that we're so concerned, just like Caiaphas was about our image, but Jesus, or but 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 the, the Holy Spirit through the writings of Paul tells us that in Second Corinthians three and eighteen. Excuse me, I'm, I'm just all over the place tonight. That we are to look in a glass and see the glory of God and be changed into that same image. 
that we're on to take on the image of Christ. But we're so worried about our natural image. What will people think if we begin to live our life in a different manner? And I'm not, listen, I, I'm not criticizing anyone in this house. When I say this, I know that there's been change in your life. You get saved, things change. You have joy, you have peace, you have comfort. But I'm telling you, there is a, a deeper depth. There is a next level of change that Jesus wants to bring in the hour that we're living in. They're concerned about image and they're concerned about what they built. But let me ask you this tonight. What are you building your life on? Young people, I want you to hear me tonight, mainly. What are you building your life on? I, I, I'm going to talk. I'm going to put them on the spot. I, I don't. I normally wouldn't do this, but my young my young couples. I got young couples. I think they're old enough to get married. I want you. I want you to hear me. It's exciting. It's awesome. It's going to be the second greatest day of your life, other than getting saved. It's going to be great. But if I get so caught up in my marriage that I forget the mission of my marriage. Because God puts people together for a reason. Love is great. Having fun is great. Never stop doing that. Never stop falling in love. Never stop having fun. I, I believe that. But I want you to not get so excited about, oh, oh, yeah, marriage, 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 that you forget the commission and the mission that God's placed on your life because each and every one of you are called. Jesus said, I, I, I quoted some scriptures earlier about him saying, depart from me. I never knew you. He goes on in the next few verses, Sister Crystal, to explain. And he says that this is like, all, this is like, I, I want you to show. He said, if, if people listen to my teachings and listen to what God has sent me here to do, he said, they are like people that build their house on the rock. And when the storms come, they're not moved. He said, but people that will not listen to my teachings and will not, will not draw close to me and will not get into my word and spend time with me. He said, these are people that are like the sand and they think they're building something grand and, and beautiful and, and unmovable like these religious men. He said, but when the storm comes, it'll all collapse. What are we building our lives on? Is Christ the cornerstone of your life? Is He the focus of your life? Because if He's not, we're no better than the Pharisees. We're just as religious as they are. You may, you may be asking why this message? Why now? Why on this night? One, it's the Lord gave it to me. And I would have loved to preach something else. If I'm being honest. I would love to bring, bring something and just make you dance and shout and run pews. And... But the Lord would not leave me alone with this. But the second reason why is because there's been something I referenced earlier stirring in the heavenlies for some time, and God is desperately desiring to do something. 
in the time that we're living in through His Holy Spirit. And I want you to hear me tonight. The Lord visited me in such a real way. Sister Becky, I could, He placed on me a burden. I could just feel a weight come upon me in my prayer time on Monday morning. Sister Terry was there for a moment, probably five, ten minutes, and it was lifted. God brought me back to this message, this, this passage of Scripture, and later that night is when He began to speak to me, lying in my bed. I'm going to, I'm going to read to you what, what he, the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Spirit began to speak in such a real way, and I, I, I could hear His voice. I could audibly hear the anguish in His voice. I'm going to read it to you tonight, and I, 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 it may not seem profound to you, that's fine. But this is why this is so important to be taught tonight, because the Holy Spirit began to say to me, and I, this is something new for me. He says, there is a move, there is a move. Oh, how I desire to move. Do not grieve me. Do not forsake me. Oh, there is a move. There is a move. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Come please, come quickly. I say there is a move. I, the Holy Ghost, am desiring to bring forth a move. He said, grieve me no longer. Do not become busy. Do not become religious. Do not become satisfied. Surrender, surrender, I say. If you only knew what this move contained, you would beg for it. You would plead with me to pour it out on you. Oh church, come and open up the spiritual doors to my storehouse through your worship, through your prayer, through your repentance, through your obedience to my word. Come, I say. Let me move. Take me out of the box that you have placed me in. I, the Holy Ghost, proclaim. Deny your schedule and your plans. Please stop practicing your rituals and forming it as a move of God. Open up to me so that I may open up to you. I say one last time. Oh, there is a move that I, the Holy Ghost, desire to do. I beg you, surrender. That may mean nothing to you tonight, but that's why I feel like the Lord wants me to teach this to you. The Lord referenced to me, the Holy Spirit referenced to me, behold, I stand at the door and knock. That comes from Revelation 3 and 20, where... Jesus, through speaking to John, the revelator, is speaking to the church of Laodicea and He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice, hear me tonight, and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he 
with me. Again, this was written to the Laodicean church. What was this church's crime? Lukewarmness. Listen, I've seen God do great things in this house. I thank God for the leadership of this house. I thank God for the people of this house. But I want you to know if we ever come into this house on a Sunday morning and on a Wednesday night and on revival services and camp meeting services and we're satisfied, we're missing something. Laodicea's crime was that they were lukewarm. And Jesus said this before, but to, to, to John, he said this in verse 19 before he, he even, he even uh, told John what we see in verse 20. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. I'm not standing before you as a perfect man. I'm not standing before you as someone that's above you and talking down to you because I want you to know that this has messed me up. And so often we say, I don't have time for the move of God. But on Sunday morning and Wednesday night, I want God to move on me. I want God to move on me. But the last time I checked... Brother Cameron, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lords of lords. But yet, I find myself telling Him what to do. How much sense does that make? God created time, but yet I tell Him how I'm going to use it. God set up day and night, not only creating time, but giving us the ability to create a calendar And He gave the ability, but yet this calendar, this thing we call a calendar is our God. I'm not saying that you can't take vacation. I'm not saying that you you, you can't miss and and this and that every now and again. Listen, I'm not saying any of that, but I want you to understand uh, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Because if you find yourself, uh, well, I I just don't feel like it. We're just not going to go. Well, guess what? If you don't go, your family don't go. And then what's happened is you have set up a precedent uh, for habitual behavior in their life. Uh, Now it's a habit to miss. I only need to come to church two times a month. But wait a second. God created that calendar you're looking at. And he's looking at, he created that thing we call time, and, and he's the creator of it, he's the author of it. And we look at him and we say, Ah, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with it. I don't want my children, I don't want my children to say, Well, you know, it's okay to miss. It's okay to not pray. I'm not just talking about church. It's okay to to not read. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I'll I'll just proclaim like every other Christian 
in the United States, I'll proclaim Jesus is number one in my life, but I'll listen to the garbage of the world. I'll watch what they produce. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in my, my life in every shape and form. I'll do what the world tells me to do. I'll be there when the world wants me to be there. I'll be there as long as the world wants me to be there and, and just think that I'm good. Jesus is number one. To come to the music tonight. I never want them to think that it's okay. To not be in the house of God and in the move of God. But again, we find ourselves so often just like these, these leaders caring about the opinions of, of men, and we say to ourselves, Well, what will coach think if I'm not letting little Johnny be there for practice and games on Sunday and Wednesday? What if it hurts his future in sports? I'm not saying it's wrong to play sports. Again, I'm not saying I understand that we. We can't all have perfect attendance all the time. But again, it's so easy to set up a precedent of habitual behavior. It's just habit. Well, every time I got a game, I'll just go. Every time I got practice, I'll just go. Every time I got a meeting for work, I'll just go. And I, I, this, Hey, this messes with me. I'll be honest with you. There's, there's times that my man, it would, there's a revival going on. I, what if I just called pastor and told him, hey, I'm not going to be there at church and I'm just going to, I'm going to go to Ohio and be with my family and be, I'll, I'll be honest. There's been times that I've been, but at the same time, I'm committed not only to the man of God that, that the Lord has placed me under, but I, I'm committed to the house of God and not only to the house of God, I'm committed of the God of the house, to the God of the house. We worry, well, if, if they don't be there, it might hurt their chances at. Brother Chris, when I put that up to the scope of eternity, that means nothing. Young people, I got trophies. I was privileged to play with some great guys in some great sports. I have trophies. But I want you to know that my, my dad would drive everywhere. If I had a game on Wednesday night and there was a certain point in the game, he would go up to the coach and the coach knew. He said, okay, take Jade out. He's got to go. And you know what? They were mocked for it. They said, shame on you. Not letting your kids enjoy my dad said, I never want, I don't want to set up. I don't want to set up this image that we, we can just do whatever we want. And this, this, this Bible is subject to us. It's not subject to us. We are subject to it. Jesus said it this way, and we, we quote this at funerals all the time, and we say, I, Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man cometh unto me, uh, cometh unto the Father but by me. 
let me ask you this. Is He your way? So what do you mean? Is He your way? Is He your way through life? Is He your truth in life? Because listen, we, we just read in, in Revelation 3.19 where He says, I love those, I, I love those and that, that, that I have to chastise sometimes. It's not fun to discipline my children, but I know I, if I love them, I have, to, I have to, to, to discipline them. Is He your truth even when it offends you? And is He your life? I want, I want my, my daughters to say to their children and their grandchildren, if the Lord tarries, they'll be able to say, you know what, you could, you could look at my father, you could look at my mother, and you could see Jesus. Is He your way? Is He your truth? Is He your life? Jesus tells Peter in the Gospels, He tells him, He says, listen, I'm giving you the keys. Peter is symbolic of the church. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth, we bound in heaven. And we hear that portion of Scripture, and we're like, yes! That's awesome. It is. But Paul lays out God's terms in Romans 12 and 1 where he says, I beseech you. I beg of you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I don't want to become religious. It's easy to become religious. I'm going to come down here and I'm, I'm done. I want to show you something. It's easy to just go with the flow. And, and by nature, we love a schedule. We love to have, I get up at the same time every morning. I eat lunch almost at the same time every day. And if I don't, my stomach lets me know. I mean, let's, yeah, it does. It's a good clock. I could be in the back working and Oh, it's lunchtime. I know. We like the habit. We like the... But I, I want you to know that if you serve Jesus, there, there's none of this just going with the flow. You're going with the flow of the Holy Ghost, which is a river. And it's living water. The Lord can take you from one place to another. But here's what I want to show you. I need, I need you to help me. Cameron, I need you to help me. Ethan, I need you to help you. TJ, pass the baby sister off. I need you to help me. Garrett, I need you to help me. Michael, I need you to help me. I'm going to put you here. Okay, I want you right here, Ethan. Okay, right here. Face. face up. I want you here. I want you here, Michael. Back a little bit. Yeah. I want you right there. I'm just going to show you. If you stand with me. This is where I want to encourage you. I say I want revival. And the 
the Lord said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Here's what happened. That door over there is revival, not only for myself, for my family, maybe even my church, maybe even my city. Oh, I hear you knocking, Lord. I hear you knocking. Well, Jade, you have a busy week. Here's a hindrance right here. Jade, you have a really busy week. You have to meet with your boss. You're, 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 you're doing this. You're doing that. You've got a lot going on. You need to, to, to meet. You need to organize this event. And, and I find myself, okay, i got to deal with this. And he's knocking the whole time. Just. And I'm so worried about things that I could put off. I know there's things that you can. I understand there's things you need to deal with. But listen, I, 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 there, there are times in our life that we could just swim move this. You come in contact with it. You deal with it. But you don't let it hang you up. Well then here's the opinion of others. Well Jade, I've noticed your worship is different. You're a little too exuberant. Or you're a little too quiet even. Here, i got to deal with this. Another hindrance. I, I, and, and if you're not careful, if you set up this habit of, oh God, I'm going for you. Oh, I hit a wall. Well, I'll just go back. And you don't learn to persevere. And you're not, you, you, I want this, this knocking to just stay with you. I'm here. I, I'm, revival is here. I'm desiring to move. I'm desiring to pour out. I'm desiring to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'm desiring to call you and equip you for the ministry. I, I'm desiring... If you're not careful, what, you, what this will do is this will actually take you back. And then I say, oh God, I want revival again. I want revival again. And then, okay, I, I've learned how to deal with you. But then again, I, I get here. He carries me right back. Because I can't get over it. I can't get over it. But this is where you have to get over yourself. And you're like, listen, I, I, I know that you have an opinion. That's fine. But what you say about me does not matter nearer to me as much as what God's Word says who I am and who I'm called to be. Uh, you can talk all you want to, but revival is waiting on me. I'm over you. Oh, well, then sickness comes. You know what? I don't have to deal with you. I got the blood of Jesus. Thank you very much. I hear revival. Oh, well, 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 now you have family coming against you. What, what are you doing? You're acting like a fool. You're, you, what you say your church is in revival? You say that things are happening in your life. Oh, that you, you're just emotional. Listen, I ain't got time for you. You're just as good as an opinion. I listen to Jesus. And then TJ comes. And, 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 and he's just messing with my life. He's the enemy. He's the adversary. He's the devil. And he's saying, listen, you, you may have overcome all these things. But one thing you cannot overcome is yourself, Jade. What about the things you've done? What about the things you've said? What about your shortcomings? What about your failures? What if you're not tall enough, thin enough? What if you don't have the right hair? What, what if you don't say it the right way? What if someone misinterprets you and the enemy's just trying to speak into your ear? You know what, devil? You were defeated at Calvary. The Jesus that I serve said that I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. 
That's who I was. That's not who I am. Revival's knocking. I'm done with you. And if we could just get to the door of revival, but to get there, we have to put aside all the opinions, all the religion, what everybody thinks about us, and just say, God, this is what matters. You're what matters. Your move is what matters. Your spirit is what matters. Salvation is what matters. You sit down. Thank you. Church, I don't want to be religious. I don't want to come in and we're just doing what we did last Sunday. Listen, I mean, the devil messed with me so bad on this because the, 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 the devil was trying not to get me to preach this, I guess, because he was telling me, he said, you should go to Ronnie and you should go to Landon and tell them not to put this on social media. People don't need to see you acting like this and talking like this. Listen, guys, I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. I've done wrong. I've done right. But this is what I want to get right. I cannot lead any young person, any young adult, any any parent. uh, I can't lead any child into a place that I am not in. These men were willing to kill the move of God in Jesus. They were willing to kill Him. Because they didn't have time to deal with him. They didn't have time for the spontaneous. What, what if God moves and pastor says, you know what? We need to come back tomorrow. I'm game. I'm not, I'm, I, I, the Lord will tell him. I, I trust, we, we, we have to trust our pastor. I trust our pastor. He wouldn't be my pastor if I didn't trust him. I trust and love him. If God told him to do that, I'd be excited. I, listen, I'll be honest with you. There was a time in my life I'd been like, what What does my calendar say? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Tomorrow, you know, you know, we had a special service on Saturday. And Pastor said, come back tomorrow. But the Ohio State plays tomorrow and it's a big game. Ooh. Are you kidding me? The Lord wanted me to preach this tonight. I really believe because He's knocking. And there's a move that's happening now. It's been happening in the heavenlies for some time. Pastors talked about it. And there is a release that He's wanting to bring forth. But when He spoke, to, I could hear His voice. The weight in His voice, the, the anguish, the grieving in His voice. Oh, don't grieve me. Don't grieve me. Ephesians 3 tells us to grieve not the Holy Ghost. So if you would tonight,
I would like you, if you're able, put your hand on the shoulder or grab the hand of the person next to you. I don't, I don't I feel like God wants us to do something here tonight. If you're standing alone, that's fine. Because we're about to unify in prayer. I want us to do, agree together that this is not... Listen, God has done great things at PTC. God is doing great things at PTC. But I'm not satisfied. I just want it to keep getting better and better. I want to see growth. And you say, well, well you're, you're talking about numbers, right? Listen, I'm talking about numbers in the form of souls. I want to see souls. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for one another, but we're going to pray to God. God, we're, forgive us if we've ever become lukewarm. God, we're seeking your face. We're turning from our wicked ways. We want to see you heal our land. We're going to begin to pray. And I want you to pray with authority. If you feel the unction of the Holy Spirit, you pray in the Spirit. It, whatever. But we're going to pray. And I don't, I don't want it to just be like, oh, we're just going to listen to Pastor Jade pray. We're going to pray. All right? Lord God, we come before you. We come before you by the name of Jesus. We come boldly to your throne tonight. And God, I say, forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. If I've ever been religious. Lord, it's not if I know I've been religious. Forgive me. For walking into church services and not expecting and not preparing. God, forgive me. Forgive me for the people that I've passed by that you've told me to pray for. God, forgive the church in this nation for our, our, our lack of effort, our lukewarmness. But God, it's changing. Let it change tonight. We're not going to be killers of revival. But God, we're going to be people through our prayer, through our repentance, through our obedience, through our worship. God, we're going to be people that usher in the move of God. Lord, I'm praying for this city. Lord, that's so overwhelmed with demonic attack and addiction. God, let us change that through your spirit. Lord, that drugs is not the king in Connorsville, but that Jesus, the Lord of lords and the Lord of hosts, is still the king of this city. God, heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our homes. Heal our schools. Heal our legislators. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want to be lukewarm. I hear you knocking. I hear you knocking. Oh, help me press toward the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Let me run this race with endurance. Let me seek you and draw close to you. God, let me lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets me. Because God, we want revival. 
It's not something, God, that we're just saying because we're supposed to and it sounds good and we can get excited. uh, But, oh, God, I want revival. My family needs revival. My city needs revival. Lord, the place I work at, oh, it needs revival. God, place on us the burden that Nehemiah had. Lord, when he found that his city was in ruin, because that burden was so strong, Lord, that it pushed him into action. And he made up in his mind, I have to do something. God, let us not just people be people that just come to the house of God, but let us be people that go and carry the presence and the power of God with us. Oh God, help us to not become religious and ritualistic. Help us to push past. Oh, I feel goosebumps. Oh, that was a good service. Help us to push past that. And enter in to where the glory of God is not only being sensed, but it's manifested before us. Lord, I want signs. I want wonders. I want to to see deliverances take place and freedom be given and salvation given out Lord help me to become a man fashioned after your image and Lord we love you and we praise you in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, And thank you for joining us.